0: Welcome back to PopCannon. This is episode 44. My name is Jordan. I'm Robert. My name's Paul. And I'm Joe. Thank you for clicking play on whatever platform you are watching and or listening to this on. Ooh! Uh, because if you didn't know, we are available via video. And if you didn't know, we are available via audio. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you once again for joining us today. Gentlemen, what are we talking about?
1: Well, I was going to say I'm really happy that some people decided to click play because today we're talking about Batman versus Superman Ultimate Edition.
2: That's Let's say right, the v- whole thing. Dawn v-
1: of v- Justice Ultimate S- Edition. Of- <laughs> <laughs> Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition Blu-ray <laughs> DVD combo. Well, it's just V. There's just
0: a V in it. It's just Batman V Superman. V Superman right, cuz right. it's a
1: it's a legal proceeding. Correct. <laughs>
0: Superman is standing trial. <laughs> Superman has a
3: lawyer. Batman has a lawyer. <laughs> Batman has how a lot about, 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 lawyers for
2: some reason.
1: How about a halfway through, at the climax, they both fire their lawyers and decide to represent themselves. <laughs> Up the drama for the ending. <laughs>
0: um, so I guess let's go around. We'll get initial thoughts. And since this was Joe's first time seeing the Ultimate Edition, I want to get his thoughts
2: first. So i didn't notice like a huge jump in quality from what i remember from the theatrical cut um from what i understand like most of it is just those desert scenes which i get i guess that did help the continuity of that um i said in our man of steel episode that like i enjoyed man of steel a lot more like after knowing what came after because i don't really enjoy uh dawn of justice or justice league um i just think like it's such a long movie and i don't think making it longer helped i think there i honestly think there's too much teasing what's coming in this mm-hmm. movie that it like loses focus on this movie like all the stuff with like the flashpoint tease and all the justice league teases um it was just too much for me um that being said like i think it all fits together fairly well Um I like I like that like whether or not it's said or it was intended, I think you see Batman as like a damaged individual a lot more. like I don't think you're really supposed to agree with the place that character's gotten to, but I think the fact that he's been doing this for 20 years, like it makes sense that that's where he's at now. Um, Superman, I think, was kind of like... It was an okay follow-up to Man of Steel, but I don't think he really grows in this movie. He's really just a, a shitty reporter the whole time. <laughs> um, refusing to follow up on the leads. Yeah. <laughs> like he, He's like the new guy who has like no background, who got this dream job, and then all of a sudden he's just like, You know what? I'm not going to do my assignments. I'm going to write about <laughs> the Batman. And Perry's just like, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Um, which I guess he probably learned everything about recording reporting from Lois. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, overall it was okay. (laughs) Cool. That's a fair assessment. Uh,
3: Paul. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think generally I would agree with what Joe said in terms of there's a lot of setting other things up. Um, I can understand why the desert scenes are make people go, what the fuck? Um, and uh, what was the other thing? Um, oh, the just, yeah. Like setting up the justice league. Like I honestly, that scene in particular, when wonder woman is like looking through all the footage that did kind of feel forced to me. But I guess, like, you know, I think it's, like, so awesome to see the characters that I, like, let it slide. Um, but it's... I, I'm not... You know, I, I can admit that that was definitely, like, a, kind of a forced scene. It didn't really have anything to do with anything in, in the plot of the film. Um, and the same with the Flash scene where he appears through a portal and all that sort of thing even though again i think that's like a badass scene it doesn't re- really have anything to do with the movie um that being said though i think that's the sort of thing that you see very very often in comic books Yeah. and people people very often will will shit on this movie but also try and talk about other movies and say oh this is the best you know, comic book representation on film. And it's like, well, if that's what you're judging things by, then Batman v Superman is actually way better than people say it is because it's like lifting comic book pages, like straight out of a straight out of the book. It's, it's insane. Like, and I know, you know, with a comic book, you have one issue and it's very brief. So you kind of have to have uh, clip and things that are alluding to later parts. But at the same time, you know, me, movies get made so fast these days that I don't feel like like a certain amount of setup is all that big of a deal. Um, so that's what I would say to that. I guess. Uh, aside from that, uh, I think it's fucking awesome. One of the one big thing that a lot of people complain about that I would kind of agree on is uh, the portrayal of Lex Luthor. Um I think it was like kind of just kind of weird in general. There was no like real explanation as to why he was like that. I think there was something at one point saying how he was like a he was like the old 1950s Lex Luthor or something weird like that. There but is Le-
1: a version there's a version of Lex that exists in the comics that ha- where he has long red hair prior to becoming the bald Lex Luthor that we know. Right, and he's um, he so- was like
3: kind of a Science, like a crazy, mad scientist kind yeah. of guy. Yeah. So. So
1: that's Zack Snyder just deep diving on a character and pulling a version of him that he thinks would work with this grounded, uh, kind of people from space and magic and shit like world that they're in. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yes.
3: So. So I agree. I well, I don't necessarily agree, but I can understand that. You know lex Luthor is a little bit of a disappointment however i do think that given w- what the material that he had he acted well um mm-hmm. so there's that but i mean other than that like we get one of the best batman scenes ever on film uh in the warehouse where he's like just absolutely kicking ass um I think the representation of Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, like that whole thing, although that's another thing that people complain about, oh, that gets done way too much in in the movies. We have to watch them die again. Well, it's like, yeah, you know, if that didn't happen, we wouldn't have Batman.
1: There's basically a panel of that in every Batman comic ever. Yeah. (laughs) And it was just like the credits. There's always a page dedicated to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, and like Joe said, it was the opening credits of the film, and it's not yeah. like we had to watch, sit and watch an entire scene play out. Right. It was, it was there was no dialogue. Yeah. Because you, you didn't need it. No. Exactly. You, you got the trauma, mm-hmm. and this Batman is geared entirely in trauma and because yeah. of trauma. Like he's. And
1: it was it was also yeah uh, a setup for the constant reference to parents in this movie. Uh, From very early, like right at that point, uh, Thomas Wayne, on his dying breath, mutters,
4: Martha. (laughs) So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's
1: not. So, when you get to the end of the film and people are surprised that, you know, Bruce takes his foot off of his neck after he says it, they're kind of daisy chaining you information that that's probably something that's going to happen the entire fucking movie.
3: Yeah, for sure. For
1: um sure. initial thoughts coming out of like the theater when I saw the the free preview that I went to, it was the most conflicted I've ever felt le- leaving a theater. <laughs> Cuz at first I, there's just so much that happens in the theatrical cut that like the ultimate edition fills in blanks for. So when I saw the ultimate edition the first time I told everybody, I was like this, they took a minute off of every scene in this movie. And all of that was the connective tissue getting people in places in order. Mm -hmm. So removing those things completely made it disjointed and weird. And you don't understand why that lady from Africa like like there's none of there's she's just there and then she, like it, it nothing happens with it right. in the ultimate edition that's a way more fleshed out story and that helps superman's opinion of batman as puppeteered by lex and then the same thing was happening on the other end with the guy in the wheelchair yep on lex versus bruce who bruce we watch in a sister accompanying scene from the end of Man of Steel, is literally there in Metropolis trying to save people at Wayne Financial. Which for me, opening the film with that was such a fucking awesome decision. That's one of my favorite f- scenes in the movie is watching Bruce Wayne drive towards their 9 11. Yeah. And everybody else fleeing the opposite direction. Yeah. And Ben Affleck look, looked fucking awesome as Bruce Wayne. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, and that's that's one of the things that I carried away from this movie, is we got our first taste of Ben Affleck as Batman, and <clears throat> Batman's my favorite character. He's my favorite hero, and seeing I'm wearing his Batman socks right now. What's up?
1: I said, I'm wearing Batman socks right now. I mean, I'm in a
0: Flash shirt, but uh, (laughs) seeing Ben Affleck's portrayal of Bruce Wayne and Batman in this movie, I thought was a really great balance between the two. Yeah, Um, He looked the part. He's probably the most physically capable looking Batman that we've gotten on screen in forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And he, like you said, he plays the, the Bruce Wayne part perfectly.
1: There's such a even in the quiet scenes when he's like alone as Bruce, you feel the the cold you feel the the brooding. Mm-hmm. there's like a tort like that there's that one shot that's like <laughs> a still that everybody pulled from it where he's just kind of like looking towards something but his face is just like... Like, there's such a drawn quality to his temperament and all of that. So, like, when you get into the house where uh, those two cops are investigating, like, what was it? Like, a child
2: slavery ring or something like that?
1: Yeah. And the kid doesn't want to come out of the cage because it's here. And then the cop has to go upstairs to try to clear him, and he's just in the corner. (laughs) Like... (laughs) every time I see that scene, like I've looked that up on YouTube just to watch that clip just cause it's like, it gets me so like, Oh fuck. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly it. So, so
3: I'm glad you brought that up. Cause this <laughs> is something that I want to talk about. I've, I've wanted to talk about is that this movie doesn't explain everything about Batman. Okay. I think and I, we're, I think I think it's it's normal to sort of talk about Christopher Nolan's Batman because of how much of an effect it
0: had, uh, just in general, like on movies. But mm-hmm. um, and this being the follow up to that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's first time we've the seen character. Batman since yeah. Rises. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I think those movies, for everything great that they did, they kind of spoiled audiences yeah. into expecting. To know exactly how Batman does his thing,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it's weird because if you go back, and I, I've probably said this to Robert like a million times, but if you go back to the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie, the the one of the most legendary scenes of that movie is on the hot, top of the on the rooftop, um, and the first time you see Batman, he just kind of like floats down out of nowhere right there's no rope there's no or at least none that you see there's no explanation to how he's just slowly down. Yeah, yeah like uh, he's like defying gravity almost and that's what makes Batman scary is the fact that you don't know how he's doing you know so and uh, the reason why I'm saying this in, at all is because in that scene you see him like Crawl on the fucking ceiling like a demon or some shit, <laughs> and I, I I imagine coming off of the Nolan Batman's, people would be like, "What the fuck? How is he able to do that? It's mm-hmm. so dumb." But really, in you know, maybe he has like suction cup hands or some shit. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like right. the the point is that it's like scary as shit yeah. to see something his size and. To, to uh, being able to do that and like so fast too. And, so. He's like
1: six four. He was like six four two sixty for this. Yeah, and, th- so and that's that terrifying. Scene <laughs> specifically,
0: I, I liked a lot because it wasn't from his point of view. Yeah, yes, we was other it from people looking that looking for cops point of view, exactly. and the camera's really tight, and they shot it like it was like a horror movie almost. Mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. loved that.
1: <clears throat> and that was disconnected from the scene that was previous to it. And it didn't connect to the thing that came after it. And it, to Paul's point earlier, was like flipping pages, and now you're in Gotham, and you go through that scene, and then you flip, and then you're back in fucking Metrop- Metropolis. Inti- like, yep. yeah. just like panels and pages on a, in a book. Um, but I was super conflicted when I first saw it, and the Ultimate Edition for me just answered any questions that I had. Um about why people were doing things and, like, was kind of confused at the end of the theatrical cut as to how Lex Luthor was able to do any... Like, how did he know anything? And then in this, you get so much more information. And then coming out of Man of Steel that we talked about in the last episode, the kryptonite came off of the the World Ender or the The whatever that machine was called. And, like, all of that pieced together. And then, like, I loved the fact that in this, Bruce knew about it. And then after the Senate hearing where there's the explosion where all those people die and Superman just leaves because he couldn't see through the guy in the wheelchair's wheelchair because it was lead, Mm -hmm. which is something that you don't find out in the theatrical cut at all. Right. They just leave you hanging as to how Superman didn't (laughs) catch that um but then they double that up when batman and superman fight because batman fires those fucking those lead smoke bombs at him so he can't see through it Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of layering of information in this especially in the theatrical cut that's difficult probably to follow for three straight hours but like i don't think anybody gave it an honest shot after the theatrical cut was hatcheted by the studio
0: yeah so what are you guys, what are your thoughts on a studio or just even anyone in charge of films in general cutting down a version of a film because they think it's going to be too long and thus hacking out information? Uh, like, do you guys, like, what are your, what are your thoughts on that as well, far I, as like, th- do you, would you rather sit through a three hour movie with all that information or would you rather just oh no give me all of the same information in two and a half hours
3: i think there's a level of like crossing the line for sure uh but there's also sometimes it's warranted and especially when you know that you can have like directors cuts later on and stuff like that but at the same time like i think when you're talking about this movie there was definitely way too much that was cut
1: I mean, taking a minute or 30 seconds off of every se- every scene in this movie is insane to me. Yeah. You know, like, I get cutting out Lois Lane going to that guy's apartment and seeing how, like, weirdly radicalized he had become or whatever by all the stuff that Lex was telling him. I get possibly cutting that out. Maybe cutting out that entire storyline, really. Because you don't really need to know why Batman doesn't like an alien. (laughs) You know what I mean? You could kind of just play that for what it was. But the way that they took information from this left a lot of people confused when they got to their ultimate confrontation. And when you call your fucking movie Batman versus Superman, like you shouldn't. That's the information you need to sell that. And getting rid of it and just trying to sell this big boss fight, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, the fight scene was so cool. But like, getting rid of information that gets to that, and you're like, why is Batman so fucking angry? Like, that's their fault, you know. But that mm-hmm. just get that information just gets in comment sections, just gets saddled onto Zack Snyder, not knowing what he's doing. Yeah, which I think is the biggest mis- misrepresentation of. Him and how he, how big of a fan he is of that stuff. Listen to him talk about any of it. And he's like super hyper-focused on all of the information. Yeah. And I so much respect him for doing as much as he could before they tried to take it away from him because it didn't do Marvel numbers.
0: Right. And I feel like this movie in particular suffers a lot... Because of expectations, not only just of expectations of what you think these characters are going to be, but expectations of what a comic book movie is.
1: Yeah, because everybody just wanted to have the villain beat by the end and we all go home. Yeah. -hmm. That's not what we get here.
0: That and oh well, that we need a solo movie to set up the character, and then we could bring them Uh, together. Well, so that was
1: DC. That was DC answering the criticism of always needing like origin films, right? And the last time we saw Batman in the DC on film was four years prior to this coming out. That was in in Which isn't that long. Which isn't that long at all the last time there was a break between people playing Batman it was like 10 years Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they do this movie and this movie's also different in that in the MCU there's a timeline of things happening moving to a big thing and this movie was like the in between of
2: stuff yeah. mm. this movie was like like made of steel was the big thing Yeah. yeah. and then this is what happens after Right, this is just like
1: this is stuff that's typically covered in a last time you saw them thing. Yeah. Like this is the in between of two movies. Like this could be between Captain America 1 and Winter Soldier, like all of this little stuff happening. Mm. Yeah. Um and it's the first <laughs> time that I think anybody's tried to do something like that. Rather than give you a story that's open and shut from beginning to end. They tried to give you a movie that was like Here's what's happening a little bit after that yeah. Leading to a much larger thing Soon yeah. And that's not something that typically happens So it was There's no precedence for this mm-hmm. There's no like There's no comparable movie to this yeah. Like you can't Like Civil War and this are not the same um, Any of those Avengers movies Like the team up <coughs> movies that's not the, That's not what happened here Yeah they were fighting each other and then realized they had to team up to do something bigger than themselves yeah. in this. They and realize- I think a lot of times it gets lost. Like that idea gets lost. Like, Oh, that movie sucked. And it's like, but what was it about? Like, this was about getting Superman from where he was to where Zack Snyder ultimately wanted to go in the two justice leagues films that he signed on for. mm mm-hmm. That was that was the goal of this, was to get to the end of that second one. He was setting stuff up for the end of that, to pay all of that off. And they took it away from him because the reaction to this wasn't fucking sunshine and rainbows.
4: Yeah.
0: It's also a really dark movie. It's and not dark. even just, like, the color palette, which a bunch of people have an issue with, which I, I certainly don't. I, I love the colors and everything in his movies and the way that he color graded and kind of desaturatized some stuff. Mm -hmm. But just from a story standpoint, this film is heavy. I mean, they're Lex is trying to show the world that Superman isn't as powerful. And uh, what did he say? Uh, If one cannot be all powerful, then he cannot be all good.
4: Yeah.
0: So, that's why I think Lex's motivations made sense to me. He knew the entire time. And when I was watching this back, uh, something dawned on me. Lex talks about his father almost as though he died in that initial man of steel attack, which would fuel his disdain for Superman. Even though I, I don't think that he got along with his father, but right. I think he, everything was dropped on him. I think he inherited the company because of that and doesn't know like what to do. Well, I'm going to try to take it in this fun uh, thing with this basketball court, and, but at the same time, I'm also going to be smuggling in this piece of alien technology that could potentially kill Superman. Right.
1: So I think I thought it was cool. I've never had an issue with Lex Luthor in this theatrical or um ultimate edition. I actually like him more in the Ultimate Edition because he gets after he goes into the Kryptonian ship, he becomes like sinister. He's <laughs> almost like jokery in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I
0: know a lot of people compared him to that.
1: That's definitely a criticism that I, I I've heard before. And it's not it's not wrong. I don't
2: have an issue with it. And like it's definitely yeah. like, you know, he's whether it's like uh, Steppenwolf or Doomsday, like invading his mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I mean, you have to wonder, like, how much volition he has in this, but because like I, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of benefit to Lex besides, like, maybe he's being promised something, some power yeah. down the line. Mm-hmm.
1: They somehow, they kind of put him in like a what seems to be a Loki role almost. Right. Yeah, Loki. Where Thanos. he's not necessarily the. He's the the face of the big bad behind yeah. what's happening, right? Especially because like uh, when he does the the bell cannot be unrung thing, and like all the the violins are going crazy at the end of the movie, which I think is such a awesome way to end it. Um, but when he's doing that, like he seems like because in the Kryptonian ship they gave him the information, like he asked yeah. for all of the information. So, like, he's somebody who's gotten too much knowledge now. Right. So now he knows more than anybody else on Earth. Yeah. Literally, now. Like, and I think it's 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 played with him towards the end of that movie a lot. Yeah. It's like once his head is shaved and he's in that, that cell, like, he's completely unhinged at that point. Right. And I like that because... The characterization that we got of Lex Luthor before this was Superman Returns, and it was a classic portrayal of the character by Space and Redacted S- oh, Kevin yeah. Spacey. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if anybody wants to mention his name, uh, but and that was like a classic portrayal of the character. He was bald, the businessman, like that exact we've comic gotten that. book we've so we've gotten that yeah so he wanted to take it a new direction make the character younger that way he has more longevity and he's got old money now and he's making new money and then coming out of rebuilding metropolis after man of steel like he's probably benefited richly from that
4: mm-hmm.
3: yeah and you and I remember Robert you said this once before but like a lot of people were saying like oh you know we just want the the big tall Lex Mm -hmm. Luthor who's like just as fucking built as like Batman is. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, well if you had done that, then you'd have three of those guys on screen. And it's
0: just like, there's
3: gotta be a foil somewhere.
0: Yeah. When, when they meet for the first time at the party as Bruce Wayne and Clark (sighs) Kent and Lex introduces them, I thought that scene was so funny because of the way that, he plays that. He plays it. And the knowledge Yeah. going back after, like, finding out, like, he was kind of pulling all the strings from the beginning. Mm-hmm. The knowledge of that, watching that scene back, makes it so much more satisfying, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, because he's almost, he's almost in that scene trying to play them against each other already.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But just, like, a little bit. Yeah. Just, like, maybe if I get friction with their human forms or however you want to word that yeah, like their maybe alter egos yeah like they're 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 crowd facing uh f- faces like maybe we could start some friction there and it'll carry over uh when they both have their suits on
2: well by that but, point does he already knows doesn't he yeah,
1: yeah. lex does lex. bruce uh, yeah, Lex has gotten the information. He hasn't gone to the Kryptonian ship yet Right at no. that point. But I feel like he's, he's already knows... pieced it together. He's pieced it yeah. together. Yeah.
4: And
0: yeah. Uh, Bruce doesn't know, and no. right. Clark doesn't know. But Clark right. finds out when he hears Alfred mm-hmm. through Bruce's yeah. earpiece. Right. <laughs> so that Which scene was awesome. fun. Yeah, that so was fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> Let's talk more about Superman, because I feel like we haven't was really gonna touched say, on him yet. I uh-huh. was going
1: to say, so I... It's hard to it's hard to put your finger on it cuz he's not he's not playing the character from Man of Steel necessarily in this. Like he's not playing that Superman. So it's a Superman that's evolved slightly from what's happened already. Yeah. But we're not to a point where he's learned the thing yet. Like we're in that middle area still. Um so it's it's got to be a difficult task for Henry Cavill to play, mm-hmm. um, and then we talked about in the Man of Steel thing like the the Jesus allegory that was like not too secret uh, in that movie. So in this, obviously, <laughs> <like> <laughs> we you know we get we get the the death of Superman, which people were strangely upset about getting this so soon which is like a phrase i hate hearing in in comic book movies because as we found out the next one's not promised regardless of what's happening mm. contracts or anything none of that fucking matters so nothing in comic book movies is ever too soon yeah <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah it's like there, put it. there was a time when movies were just movies you know what yeah. i mean would w- if they had done a death of superman movie which they almost did would that have mm-hmm. been too soon for that movie? Yeah. Like, that's such a weak argument.
1: Think about this. Before they put Bane in Batman and Robin in 1997, that character was only introduced in 1992. Yeah. He only exists for five years. Was it too soon to put him on film? Some may say yes because of the characterization of him. But they used the character. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's not talk about that the other
4: Robin day. On this this terrible. Movie. <laughs> um,
2: I think um, <laughs> Clark is still kind of like going off how he was raised in this movie. Like he never defends himself until mm-hmm. like he just gets like pushed to that limit with Bruce. But like yeah. everything that's like being said about him, he never sticks up for himself. Like he's he never claimed to be a god or to be oh. any of the things that he's being called. But he, he also not want never, any of
0: the responsibility. Right, nope.
2: but he never That's pushes he back didn't. against that either. He just like listens to people. Let them do it. yeah. He takes the blows because he knows he can, because he's yeah. Superman. But then, you know, obviously his limits get tested.
1: <laughs> Pretty <busy. laughs> I do like I do like the idea that he's never made like a proclamation about who he is or what he does. And it's literally in the movie just the media yeah. inflaming both ends of that, which is like Zack Snyder somehow wrote that in there, (laughs) you know? And I thought it was all, I thought that was such a great, a great way to do that. Mm -hmm. Just let the, let the media like push the narrative one way and then they push the, push it back the opposite direction. Like I, I I enjoy that they do that with him and they do it with Batman kind of, but he only gets bad press. Right. Which again, vigilante that,
3: that lends it to the whole like comic book, feel because in a comic yeah. book it, a lot of them I've read I think like Hush had this and The Dark Knight Returns had it where they mm-hmm. c- c- cut to the news reporters yes talking yeah. about what's going on and that sort of frames the story uh, a lot yep. of the time um so there so there's a lot of that in this movie. They have, like, Neil deGrasse Tyson and shit. And Nancy all like talking grace. about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the thing, because they would absolutely do that if Superman was real. Yeah. And yeah. we had an alien living on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would be debated about, and it would be yeah. on mm-hmm. the news all the time. But what I mean, does look he at, want? Yeah, look at everything want? that's yeah. going on in the world currently with the yeah. coronavirus. The way that the media... Like you said, is... You just dated us. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... Or
4: a the media? Right. Is, the media is
0: going to play a role in something so large and such yeah. a historic event for mankind. Yep, and that um, goes
1: back to the quote from David S. Goyer from Man of Steel, where he was just like, we wanted to play it as if this was a real thing in real life right now. Mm-hmm. How would everybody react to it? Yeah. And this was a continuation of that. And um, and I
0: think as far as Superman goes, yeah. like Joe said in the Man of Steel episode, he didn't really get another outing aside from Man of Steel to really just showcase that character. Yep. He was yeah. sharing the screen with Lois. He was sharing the screen with Ben Affleck.
4: Mm-hmm. We yeah, got, we got a lot of lowness too. We got a lot too. of
0: stuff. And and it's all new world build, world building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cuz now everyone's question from Man of Steel was, "Well, where is everyone else? If everyone else exists in this, <laughs> where what are they doing? Why didn't they show up?" And, and Bruce I feel fucking like, did. <laughs> I feel like though they did a really good job of establishing where those characters are,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: Superman was the grounding force for that. Yeah. Yep. And it sucks that he was not able to take the Superman character and really showcase him
1: more. I agree.
0: So that's that's one of the biggest flaws that I have with this movie is it feels less like a Superman film and Mm -hmm. more of... Introducing League, a lot of other people.
1: Yeah. yeah. Cause you can't that, even say it's like, a Batman film. Cause there's it's like other shuffling. Shit. It's like shuffling a deck of cards, but Superman's like all of these. Yeah. And it's just like a lot of feeding him, feeding other people into that story for him.
2: Yeah. Well, it's like George or er, Robert said with like this, like being like, this is what happens next, but also what's to come. But like, there's nothing, there's no like solid substance of here. Like it's, two halves Mm -hmm. of two different movies that don't really build to something of its own.
1: Right. And I think that's why people were upset with it more than anything was like the opening, it was not an open and shut story. Like here's issue, issue is resolved credits roll. Does not happen here. In any fucking facet. Yeah.
0: Superman fucking dies at the end. A (laughs)
1: lot of shit is opened up. Nothing is answered and they just left it open
2: for fixing later on. Honestly, like to Paul's point of like it reading like a comic book, that's true. It does. And especially in the Mm -hmm. Ultimate Edition, like it's cut into sections that feel like it feels like three different like volumes, like six issue volumes. But like that also means that like it's not the full story because they still want you to come back for more. Yeah. But it like that's kind of the issue with comic books. Like it's it's not a graphic um, novel where it's one enclosed thing. It's three three kind of enclosed things, but there's still more that you have to give them your money for.
0: Mm -hmm. It's like an ongoing it's like any ongoing book.
2: Yeah. 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 For me
1: it feels like the end of like a volume two or three in a graphic novel run. Yeah. Mm. So like if some author and artist combination have issues one through fifty this is like 20 through 35. Right. And, you know, you showed up for the first part of it, which was all Superman. Now we're getting this stuff thrown into it. Come back for that last portion when we finally wrap it up. And then we get the artist and, and author out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they decided to change those people for that last half, which clearly fuck up the early part of that book. Yeah, yeah. You know, cause you don't have the finish from the person that had the idea. Yeah. And that sucks. They didn't stick the landing with J- Justice League and meddling with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we mentioned Lois Lane; she gets a lot of face time here. I yeah. think she is the V in Batman v Superman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's
3: not written any better. No. Uh, no,
1: it's the same. It's the same kind of style. Uh, the film essentially opens with her in Africa, in what is it, Nairobi or whatever. Yeah. Um, which
3: that might prob- that might be the best scene that she's
0: in actually yeah um, because
1: she I'm not a woman I'm a reporter or whatever she says it makes sense uh, <laughs> and, and okay. honestly
0: like she might not have needed to be in any other scene
1: no but it was just mm-hmm. it was another way Well, that was a continuation from Man of Steel yeah. to show that Superman's gonna save her no matter where she
3: well, is well, but also when you know that in Justice League, she was supposed to be a seminal part of that movie. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah. you, then you understand why she There's had so much so of like, her here. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. and I love because, Amy Adams. So I do. Like, yeah, but it, it just, just it just sucks because she's not Lee. written well. Yeah. Yeah. So, but and anyway,
1: a lot of people were mad about uh, Jimmy Olsen <laughs> being uh, popped at the beginning for being a secret CIA agent. I'm mad that his best best case scenario for that character i feel like uh, i meant that
2: the cia sent him with a fucking film camera in 20 whatever the fuck it was like that's a dead giveaway like you're not a real photographer what the fuck are you using film for in the goddamn desert that's
0: a good point asshole it's, it's a gonna digital overexpose- time now Oh, yeah. never mind.
2: Right. Like, that's, like, the only thing that, like, oh, maybe they won't open my camera if they think they'll ruin it for me. As yeah. if, like, you know, the terrorists right. in Africa are going to give a shit about mine. <laughs> uh, but people, people legit, legitimately
1: are mad that they in- introduced and killed Jimmy Olsen <laughs> in the first part of this. I swear to God, dude, I've, I've argued yeah. with people in comment sections about it, and I'm like, what the fuck does Jimmy Olsen really mean to you that this movie sucks because they gave you Jimmy Olsen <laughs> and then took him away? He's because they didn't have to name friend. him Jimmy Olsen. They could have named him Terrence fucking Williams, and you know what? They would have fucking killed him, and, and the story would have moved on. Yeah, nobody cares that it was. They should out. have had
2: Jenny on the phone with her family later on, like, "No, I haven't heard from him. Like, I don't know." Oh, <laughs>
0: Just tying it up at the end, to
1: Jimmy Olsen's fucking cameo.
0: Like but people like, were that's legitimately mad. That's the thing. They have Jenny
1: yeah basically
0: in the the role that they had for jimmy
2: right so like yep. why
0: is that and she was featured in man of steel so why is she that was? like
2: they saved her remember <laughs> well it's part are of
0: they
2: as they part of what be. we talked about in man of steel of like the the opening scene of this where they're like oh let's cover our bases and like all the stupid throwaway lines are like oh it's uninhabited or like oh nobody's yeah. downtown because it's after five thanks anderson yeah. cooper <laughs> um but yeah, it was just like oh, people were mad City about Dox Jenny, it. so we'll we'll throw him a bone and give him Jimmy, and then they're like, wait, they're mad about that too. Yeah, yeah, it, but then,
1: that, and it's it, that itself goes to show that there's no pleasing any amount of people, oh, even I, yeah, a percentage absolutely. of the time. Yeah, like I, they I, gave you like he didn't have to name him Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that could have literally been any other person. Oh, for sure. But yeah. they gave you Jimmy Olsen as like a. Mm-hmm. You know who that is from a comic book. Remember, we didn't just make up a character, and then they fucking killed him because they needed that story to go away. Because mm-hmm. they were mo- we're moving on to bigger things. Yeah. and They don't involve a CIA involved fucking like none of that needed to happen. Well, yeah. What, yeah. I don't, what I mean?
4: what I don't
3: understand is why Batman v Superman can't be considered like almost like an Elseworlds story, where because because when you think about Elseworlds world stories, like especially the ones with like. Uh, alternate like events like mm-hmm. something like in Red history. sun or something yeah yeah there's always like oh the, this character's dead in this this timeline mm-hmm. well it's like mm-hmm. why can't people look at look like look at Batman be Superman that way
2: um I think if they got uh, to flashpoint they would have been able to do that which like that's the other thing of like this that's a good this yeah, movie was, was like getting way too ahead of itself of like thinking like yeah we'll be able to do everything that they've promised us and they throw in a yeah. flashpoint scene where and they throw in the actresses for uh Martha and Thomas where it's like yeah uh oh we're, this is going to be big right but like now yeah. obviously you
1: don't cast you don't cast two actors that caliber yeah to be cameos at the beginning of that film they, they Zack Snyder wanted to put Jeffrey Dean Morgan in the Thomas Wayne suit right. and just saying that I get a fucking rock hardy record cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well if it lasts longer than 4
1: hours, <laughs> I will call. Somebody. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now but like yeah, that did...
2: didn't make sense and like you know, yeah. without like without I love, having read it. Like
1: so we've mentioned so we've mentioned the flash thing uh, a few times. I my fucking mind was blown when that happened in the theater. Yeah. Like I felt like my brain split, my skin crawled and it rolled down my face cuz I was like Oh my god! Like, Flash is going back in time and contacting him about something. And he's like, am I too early? <laughs> Which is so fucking funny. i too early! Like he, and like he's wearing he- that, that suit. Like, that yeah. time-traveling fucking cl- Oh my god. Like, even if nothing ever happened with Ezra Miller even playing that character, the fact that it happens there for just a second to me is like, what yeah. were they gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck! And I keep saying that Flashpoint is like the most important thing in the DC universe right now for their film slate. It will fix everything, yeah. as long as they do it right. But I have no fucking confidence. Yeah, I have no confidence they're going to do it right. Do it right. Yeah, <laughs> and that's but the biggest obstacle with DC. Including that, including that scene in this was just like, and then that nightmare scene with Batman mm-hmm. that which, threw
0: me off so much. When I watched yeah. that for the first time,
1: but yeah, because it's I confusing because it. it's out of nowhere. I love it. Yeah, but like, just watch that scene, like just from the beginning of it to the end of that little thing, which I think doesn't end with the flashpoint thing. Yeah, he wakes up, or does to it, that? But the flash thing isn't part of a dream because the papers in the background right. are still fucking going like that, which I was like, ah, it's <laughs> real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah piggybacking the nightmare and the flashpoint thing is so fucking cool yeah because it's just like a big hint as to what's to come and also explains why bruce has the insane fear that he does he doesn't the lowest lane part doesn't get to play out in this yet but now bruce has some information like that's something that a, a comic book Batman is going to like have on a sticky note on one of his computers yeah. just like Lois Lane is the key flash right. like he
2: knows that for a fact um, What do you think about the man he, bat?
1: <laughs>
0: in, I thought that was a cool
2: scene in the mausoleum. <laughs> yeah.
0: It it's fucking terrifying. made me jump.
1: Yeah. Jump? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah, when I was like if why is the tomb bleeding? Oh, I
2: was just goofing like i know oh, like I, it's a metaphor for like him fearing the bat yeah. taking over completely right right subconsciously yeah. Yeah. but yeah.
3: yeah but people were it's bitching so about cool. how like it's like too scary or some shit well
0: like oh, i heard bro- i heard <laughs> one it was too scary i heard one why did they waste man bat <laughs> that you- valuable <laughs> character <laughs> yeah but that's not
1: even the guy. Go- what? Yeah, there
0: was. Th- yeah, I don't know. And then I got another one. Just because
1: it's a bat the size of a man doesn't mean it's man bat. And then, well, that
0: that was <laughs> the else? part. That was also the part where I heard someone complain on Facebook that they couldn't tell when well, it, was it was a, a dream, dream and when it wasn't. And I was like, oh. he woke up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. But also, why is that difficult? The also, f- the beginning of the movie when it shows him fall into the thing and then float up, yeah. and then someone was complaining because they didn't know that it was a dream. But literally, this, Bruce <laughs> Wayne says, "I was in a dream."
2: Yeah, yeah. This movie made me realize I'm an idiot. I don't like <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it goes back to it was Man of Steel, right? I don't know what people are doing in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this movie It doesn't
3: explain anything Well it's probably because they see fucking Rotten Tomatoes Fucking uh, Reviews and then they're like oh this is gonna be shit So I'm gonna go anyway but I'll just not pay attention I'm gonna complain about it Yeah,
1: yeah. Everybody lets the aggregate <laughs> Fucking score Decide whether or not they like it before they've seen it Yeah, And that's bullshit Cause there's stuff on there that has like really good Fucking ratings and they, it's sh- they're shit movies yeah. So um I don't want to derail into my hatred of Rotten Tomatoes. Right. <laughs> because of this movie. Literally. This is Where the reason I will not use that site. I don't give a fuck what it says about anything. <laughs> I, if I see a sticker on a Blu-ray that says certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, I won't even fucking buy it. I don't want their sticker on any of my shit. <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. I saw they, there's a sticker on the fucking Diamond Edition Blu-ray of Pinocchio. You know, the classic Disney film, Pinocchio? There's a fucking certified, certified fresh sticker on that from Rotten Tomatoes. I'm like, yeah, nobody at Rotten Tomatoes needed to fucking put that sticker on there. It's a fucking <laughs> seminal classic, you morons. If you needed to know what the aggregate score was of Pinocchio, go fuck yourself. How's that? So not to derail, uh, yeah.
0: right, Robert? <laughs> uh, let's talk about someone who we haven't talked about yet. Let's talk about Wonder Woman. Okay. Uh, First time seeing Gal Gadot. uh,
1: She was stunning.
0: I love so much about what they did with that character in this film. I love the way that they introduce her. And she's got a reason to be there. She's after Lex. Mm -hmm. She she does not give a shit about Superman or Bruce. She's there to get her shit and leave. Yep. And... Lo and behold. She doesn't want that secret to come out. Yeah. About how
1: I do I do think it's it was kind of annoying that she was watching the news when she was going through the files on the computer, which is like the most to me, the most disjointed the ultimate edition is. Yes. Is when she's in a hotel in a robe or whatever, fucking clicking buttons on a computer, watching these clips. But like, because we don't need that really for any of this. No. Um, other than to tease forward what Justice League will have. Uh, that said, all of those clips are awesome. Yeah, exactly. Every one of them. And they inform a little bit of who those characters are. Which I think is important when you're not going to do an origin film for anybody, but you're going to have them team up. Um, and then, And then she decides to leave the plane to go help. Like that was the only part that I was just like, I don't, I don't need that, I don't need that yeah. because I want to see her just show up because she felt like she had to. I don't want it, I don't need to see her make the decision to do it. Yeah, uh, like when the lady yells up the tunnel at her, like Miss Prince, and you're yeah. like, okay, definitely Wonder Woman. <laughs> like we knew it was, yeah. but to that point, like they hadn't really they explained who she it. was yet, yeah. right? So when she's, Miss Prince, where are you going? The plane is about to take off. And she just keeps walking like a badass. Um, we don't necessarily need that part of it. But when Bruce is about to get fucking laser-eyed by Doomsday, <laughs> and she saves his ass, it's still one of the most goosebump-inducing moments I've ever watched in anything. Like, I watched it to just to record for this, and I was like... Because I remembered what was going to happen, and I look at Amanda, and I was like, do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember what's going to happen? And she was like, no, what? And then she fucking drops and blocks it with her super ancient shield or whatever, (laughs) and that fucking theme song for her plays. And the hair just shoots up (laughs) on my arm and on the back of my neck, because that song is so fucking good.
0: If anything, from this movie, we got that portrayal of Wonder Woman and that theme, because that theme amazing. Brilliant. The yeah. soundtrack Brilliant. in this movie I thought was really good. Like the score, I, I thought it was fitting. Like Robert mentioned those those violins before.
1: And
0: oh then yeah, the one with Lex theme, and shit. Yeah. I thought all the music with Batman was really good.
1: Um, and it was super dramatic. Like the fight music was super dramatic. Yeah. When Clark goes up after he saves Lois and he goes up to go face to face with Lex. That like da doom. <laughs> yeah. Like super fucking dramatic. Like you know that this is gonna be some shit. And then he does the whole witch thing with Martha. Oh yeah. Uh, because she gave birth to a you know, like a fucking monster or whatever. Like that's like the coolest fucking you know what we call the mother of whatever. Right. A witch. Yeah. And like really triggers the fuck out of Clark with that. <laughs> Die by fire. Which um, is in that like Clark is super invested in his mom, yeah. like Bruce was super. That was the crypt that was bleeding that had the bat, to the shape of a man come out. Uh, <laughs> um, but so they were alluding to that happening the entire fucking time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but
0: just to backtrack, what did you guys think of Wonder Woman in this in this movie for like her first appearance in this world?
1: So good,
2: so uh, fucking. It was
0: good. awesome
4: yeah <laughs> i did love odd. it
2: um i think to like what i said about like flash of like they're writing checks that they never got to cash the wonder woman checks all got cashed and i was happy about that yeah like i even texted yeah. you guys when the first time we see her at the party and lex has a line about um zeus killing mm-hmm. striking down uh the guy who has the alien name who i forget prometheus um That's <laughs> Yeah, Zeus striking down Prometheus and they cut to her and she has a reaction because that's her father but we don't find that out until her movie Um, I don't even know if that's a thing in the comics but like we don't know that that was going to be like a rule in this universe but like it ended up being that and that's why she had that reaction so like I like that they had those things figured out ahead of time and that they were actually able to do something with it Um, Mm. and
1: when they when Bruce goes to try to get his uh, device back that she lifted from the the thing that Lex was throwing. Mm-hmm. Um, the second time we see Wonder Woman in a fantastic gown, um, Bruce, like, found the information of where this thing was going to be, knew that she was going to be there, arrived without her knowing that he was there, and then, like, comes up behind her without her knowing... And then they both discuss that they know that the the blade that they were looking at was a fake, and Bruce and her both agree on where the actual one is. Like that, to me, is something that's definitely ripped straight from a fucking comic. Yeah, yeah. and the best like, part that too, felt so that felt so like true to both of those characters for me.
0: And and the best part too about that scene was uh, Bruce being like, "I need my device back," and she's like, "Oh, I put it in the glove box of your car." and then she yeah, just right. dips out well it's right. setting her like, up
2: as like the match to him and superman where it's like yeah i yep. have his bronze and i can match you and brains so back yeah off. yeah because bruce yeah. isn't expecting her to be on that level he thinks he has her
0: yeah and that's why i love it and it's faithful to those characters right. because it does feel yeah. like a bruce and diana moment that they would have yeah. on the justice league cartoon or in a book and it's
1: just like a it's just like a tease of like how they could be together. Cause that's something that like comic books con- kind of do. They kind of like let them play off of one another to see what that chemistry is like for those two yeah. characters. And in this, I mean, I wanted to see Bruce and Diana marry each other. <laughs> like that's <laughs> how cool I thought that was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um,
0: I really just shifting, shifting gears a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed the use of Zod and the ship. And part of Lex's plan, once he finds out and is able to experiment a little bit using Zod, he forms the monstrosity that becomes Doomsday.
1: Now, they allude to those creatures previously existing. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's such a cool idea, and that's why when people were so mad about how doomsday looked and what doomsday did, it didn't really make any sense. Cause like he mutated, Yeah. he mutated as the fight was happening with all of the, uh, nuclear energy that they were trying to fight him with and all of the bullets and all of, he was changing as it was happening. So it's like so possible that in the future, there could be a doomsday that looks closer to what the comic book was, mm-hmm. but this Doomsday specifically was built off of Michael Shannon mm-hmm. as Zod, so it had a very newborn face to it. Yeah, having sat in a hospital with a newborn for three straight days, <laughs> I was gonna—I swear to God—I was gonna text you guys and go, "Dude, they really weren't that far off with what <laughs> Doomsday <laughs> looked like as a newborn," because it's kind of fucking accurate. Yeah, his face is like swollen and weird. And, like, it kind of gets to where it needs to be as it's happening. But, like, the creature's design is terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because they made Michael Shannon's face into, like, a monster. And it was still learning what it could do. It didn't really know how to control itself. Like, such a fucking great character in this, I thought. I know people hated it. People hated having Doomsday in this too early and being created the way it was created and all this other shit but i i think it was such a great way to utilize what they already had existing
0: yeah Mm -hmm. going going from like man of steel and seeing that ship to going to being a major set piece for bvs was really cool
1: and then that being where that being where steppenwolf eventually appears in the ultimate edition yeah with the three mother boxes like that's fucking cool as hell yeah
0: and apparently he's going to have the new design he's going to have that design in his that version design. of Justice League So that'll rather be, than what we got yeah but yeah I don't know I didn't have any issues with the Doomsday thing uh, cause like you we've already established the too soon thing if yeah. it fits the story yeah it makes sense so why not throw that in there because yeah. talking about the Jimmy Olsen stuff from the beginning. We're not getting. Jimmy Olsen being best friends. With this version of Superman. No. This version of Superman. Is very much about his mom. And Lois. And you're my world. And this is this is yep. my core group like, of people. How many
1: times does he have to fucking reiterate that point. Yeah, right? Yeah. Right.
0: But like.
1: And people still don't get it. <laughs>
3: yeah. I think that having Doomsday in the movie. Sort of goes along with the whole idea of like. What when you when your Superman is as is as strong as the Superman in this movie? What the fuck else do you throw at him? Yeah. Like honestly, what else do you throw at him? We had Zod. I mean, we he fights Batman, Batman for Christ's yeah. sake. Yeah. Like, wh- what else is there? The only other thing that that filmmakers can do is severely dumb down Superman's powers. Yeah. Like, make him exceptionally weaker than he's usually portrayed as. And then in doing that, also, like, every other character's power level comes down. I think that would be the only other way that you can make Superman relevant. But Zack Snyder mm-hmm. didn't want to do that. No. Instead, he threw the doomsday at him. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was and awesome. I thought, it, like, and it's so cool how the death happened. Because it's almost like Superman knew. Yeah. This is also gonna hurt me an awful fucking lot when he picks up that spear that Batman had fashioned into a uh, kryptonite blade to to harm Superman himself. So Superman picks that up after way too long of watching Lois Lane fucking Struggling. fight with that thing. Ugh. Um, <laughs> he flies to his ultimate doom. Like he stabs Doomsday. But Wonder Woman had just lopped off Doomsday's hand and you watch him mutate as he forms a spear and then he plunges it through Superman's chest. And I remember being in the theater like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the his... whole movie,
0: you don't see him that weak.
1: No, but not even that. But like the realization that they're doing death of Superman, like you can't, well, yeah. you can't even fathom that they're doing death of Superman. Holy fuck. Uh, but like I liked that, yeah. you know, I liked that Batman <laughs> and Wonder Woman and fucking Lois Lane with all of their powers combined couldn't <laughs> save him, you and know. And that eventually to... inspires Bruce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that takes Batman from um, what is the 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 quote from Alfred that Jeremy Irons fucking delivers so wonderfully with the that's how it starts. Yeah, the fear. The anger, like, it takes Bruce from that and makes Bruce hopeful. Yeah. So, like, from
0: a story perspective, I think it made sense. It fit the story to kill Superman in the end. Yeah. And Lex
1: ultimately gets what he wants one way or the other. Yeah. Because if man won't kill God, the devil will do it. That he (laughs) delivered all fucking kooky and shit. (laughs) Let's
0: talk about Jeremy Irons, because I loved him as Alfred, (sighs)
1: Fucking unbelievable Alfred. He's
0: the first time I've ever believed Alfred was ever, like, this black ops military, like, mm-hmm. someone who could actually help Batman in a fight, or, like, mm-hmm. with strategy, or something like that. Like, he actually felt first like a
1: time, this is the f- This is the first time I ever believed Alfred is mechanically capable. Hmm. Right, yeah. Because, like, I believe that that guy could be... Fixing devices and gadgets and putting shit together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Previous incarnations of Alfred never, never scratched that. Surface. He could make a sandwich. You're right. A mean sandwich and a spotted tea, yeah. dude. Killer. But, but
0: this <laughs> Alfred looks like he could kick your ass, and he's an asshole he to Bruce throughout this whole fucking movie. And I loved that. Yeah. Because yeah. Bruce needed to be kept in check, and Alfred was the one to be like, dude, you're being a dickhead. Dude, when they're
1: fucking yelling at each other in the Batcave.
0: He's so passive such aggressive with him throughout scene. this whole film and I love it.
2: Yeah. He's like his it mother. It's such a great scene. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean he had to be yeah. his mother, but like <laughs> the whole like, oh, it's you're never a, gonna give me a, grandchildren.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's such a great scene in, in the Bat in the Batcave where Alfred's kind of trying to make the case for like not fighting so Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't know what he's capable of. Are you crazy? And Batman's like, if there's even a a fraction of a chance like such a great fucking moment between the two of yeah. them.
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: that didn't have anything to do with batman faking his death yeah. or you know any other thing that other films have done i also like
2: all. um he's not even really ever portrayed as a butler like he's always a partner in this like even when like he shows up in the morning and like Bruce is like down to bottle of wine or whatever, but Bruce has made him a cup of tea and like he's serving him because they're not, it's not like a servant relationship anymore.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. no, that's true. I, I, he probably, you could probably get away with saying he might've operated in that capacity for Bruce's parents. Right. But since like Bruce doesn't give a fuck about Wayne Manor, which I thought was awesome. Um, maybe Alfred can't operate in that capacity. Right. You because know, there's no, like, upkeep to happen yeah. in his floor-to-ceiling, plate-glass-window <laughs> lake house. Well, it feels like uh, after a
0: certain point, Bruce is just becoming Batman. Like, he's just... Yeah. He's living in the cave, you know? Like, he's at the lake house, yeah. sure, sometimes, but... For the most part, he's just...
1: And and that's primarily where we see Alfred, is in the cave. Like, he doesn't even... He's (laughs) not even in the fucking house. Like, he's not any... Like, he's just in the cave all the time, which I think is such a cool... Like, they just abandon all of that after 20 years. And we primarily operate this way now. And that's it. Mm
0: -hmm. We've always been vigilantes, Alfred. We've always been criminals.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like... (laughs) Then, I do miss the days of uh, what, what the fuck did he say about the giant uh, exploding ducks t- with the penguin uh, or something. Penguins, yeah. yeah, yeah.
4: There's there's also so a really cool, cool
3: touch. I can't remember if one of you guys mentioned this to me because I didn't notice it at first, but it or if I read it online or something. But when um Alfred has to take control of like the bat wing or I don't even know if they have a name for it, yeah. and, he, and he like doesn't realize that he has to do it at first, and I remember hearing that it was because Robin generally would have been the person to do that. Oh. mm Mm-hmm. Oh. But Mm -hmm. but recently, I guess, fairly recently, Robin's dead or been killed. Mm -hmm. So now Alfred kind of has to jump to the the challenge, I guess. (laughs) Into the... Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's like drinking and shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's like fucking drinking scotch the entire time. (laughs) Which is cool as fuck. And they... uh, Zack Snyder has recently confirmed that the robin whose suit is in that case was in fact Dick Grayson in this universe. Huh. So that so Dick Grayson was Robin and has since deceased clearly um, we find out in the future Harley Quinn has something to do with the death of Robin. Right. See? So that might not have even been a Joker reference necessarily. Mm but it could have been Harley Quinn spray painting that. So
0: actually, it was the Joker, because... Well, she
1: was an accessory, it said, in Birds of... So so for Suicide Suicide Squad, Squad.
0: David Ayer said that text was added by the production company who did the edit, and it wasn't in the original script. Interesting. So he said Harley didn't have anything to do with it. Okay. But she's just an accessory to the Joker... And I right. read that's why Batman broke Joker's teeth because Joker killed Robin. Mm-hmm. And that's why Joker I wanna has I want to
1: watch that scene. For as much as I don't like Jared Leto's portrayal of the Joker, I want to watch Ben Affleck as Batman bust his fucking ass. Yeah. Just to see it. Yeah. Because it'll be fucking amazing. Yeah. But, so there's...
0: I mean, that's... Who knows as far as what the actual plan was.
3: I like that more than... It being, um, was it Tim Drake? Mm
2: -hmm. Jason -hmm. Todd. Jason
3: Todd. That's Jason Todd. Um, because then he would have had a Robin at one time, which is what a lot of people like, Batman having a Robin, but also he would have stopped having Robins after the first one, which would have kept it from having, like, a million Robins. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I
1: knew Paul was going to use that as a wedge issue to get into hating the Bat-Family. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I I really hate the Bat-Family. I just think there's too many people. It's a
1: little a weird. It answers. is. It's way too many people. Which is, no, I agree. But no,
0: that, that's a good point, because yeah. if he lost someone close one, to him, he would he wouldn't do that it guilt would weigh on him. Exactly. And he wouldn't but, take another person on. Mm-hmm. At I do not, remember... Not like at first.
1: Yeah. yeah. I do remember hearing or reading that Zack Snyder intended to have Carrie Kelly in some form. That would have been cool. Be Robin. So skip all of those other ones and then go right to the one from The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, it would have at Which least this, been Which a- this was obviously largely based on. I don't think it was necessarily set for being in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But like his future idea for Batman was to take her on as help. Yeah. yeah.
3: Like, I honestly, I like the idea of just of him just having a Robin, a female Robin, rather than there being Robin, Batgirl, <laughs> fucking Red Hood, you know, Red all Robin. these different people. <laughs> <handful. laughs> Batwing.
1: Nightwing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um, what else was I going to say? So we've talked about basically all of the characters that we've hit, mm. but, like, the action sequences in this, which are some of Zack Snyder's... That's like, that's his wheelhouse is, is those action sequences. And Paul, you referenced the warehouse fight earlier, which I think, even though to me, my, my favorite Batman movie is Returns. Cool. My, the most Batman movie to me is Begins. Okay. But that scene is the complete, like if anybody was like, what? Who's Bat? What's Batman? I'm playing you the warehouse <laughs> from the beginning of it, where he jumps through those windows, to the the wrap up of grabbing that guy through the the wall. That to me is Batman. Yeah. Um, just in that like six to ten minute clip, like unfucking believable. Yeah, but he kills
4: people.
3: Great,
1: <laughs> I I've never been a person that had any issue with Batman incidentally killing. Yeah, no,
3: people. not me, me neither, to be honest. And in Batman Returns, he kills people, and nobody
1: oh, dude, ever every, fucking it, talks about it. There's a body count <laughs> in every for every movie, Batman being directly responsible for the deaths of people <laughs> due to whether it's his uh, negligence in protecting what's happening around him or throwing people into things, or throwing vehicles, or attaching cars to the back of your fucking Batmobile and <laughs> just dragging them for 25 minutes. That was fucking like, awesome. Yeah. See, yeah, I, like, I
3: think the whole like Batman not killing, I think that works works in comic books
1: yeah, really well. Because you don't have to kill in the comic books, right? or you don't need to see what incidentally happens in the comic books but coming out of a movie like man of steel where everybody was talking about superman's death toll being fucking a thousand times 9-11 or whatever <laughs> like having batman then turn around in this movie and killing uh rub people the wrong way right. but everything about this movie in one facet or another pissed some group of people <laughs> off yeah. So it doesn't matter because yeah. if Batman was super careful and protecting people from dying and shit like he were Spider Man, people would have been like, "Ah, he's with uh, why? Do, why does he care?" Yeah. Like right. it would have no matter what either side of the coin he would have gotten shit for. Mm-hmm. It. So it doesn't matter. But but uh, um, to
3: what I was saying, like the whole Batman doesn't kill thing, I think it fits better in like in a more artistic sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. and like an idealistic sense whereas these movies and it was established in man of steel it's supposed to be a sort of a realistic realistic take right uh like a grounded sort of version of it and it's like if batman were batman he would have to kill people or he would have to Mm -hmm. let people die in certain situations especially in this warehouse scene, which it's funny cause I was just having the movie play in the background and I'm on it right now. But, um, no. but like he, he doesn't straight up kill people. No. In the warehouse scene itself. Like it, it does kind of seem, and I think Zack Snyder said something about it before, but like, it's more like incidental deaths or whatever. Mm. Yeah. It does kind of seem more like that. Um,
1: it's just like that one dude's neck. Not... That one dude's neck, he definitely broke. <laughs> but like, he might not be dead. <laughs> <laughs> just paralyzed from the neck down. Sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's all it out. It's just that Pete <laughs> Holmes. It's, it's all that. It's all that magic that Batman learned from Zatara, uh, yeah. where he just puts people to sleep. With <laughs> I um. Yeah, he's asleep. Um, but the the warehouse scene is so cool, and I think one of, other than him, um, busting through the floor and nobody notices, to like be able to do the Arkham style pick him up, shit, which is just like I can't believe they put that in the bucket. Like it's so exciting to see that on film. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is when that guy stabs him in the shoulder on the ground, and he takes that guy out. Takes the guy out by his foot with his right leg, and then with the same leg knees the guy behind him in the face,
0: <laughs> and pulls the like, knife out.
1: You, yeah, yeah, like the fact that he kicks that one dude off, and then uses the leverage and momentum from that leg forward over his shoulder to kick that guy in the face <laughs> with it. Like, <laughs> so every time I watch, it, I'm like, how the fuck, yeah. dude? That's so awesome, yeah. so uh, and, cool. Because like. But- When you get super micro about, uh, like, action sequences because of films like John Wick, because we live in a post-John Wick action film world now, when you see that level of detail in, like, okay, so he's going to do that, and then he's going to use that to get, like, the fight sequencing in that warehouse is fucking unbelievable.
4: Yeah.
3: Like, something that I really, you were talking about goosebumps earlier, like, when you when they you see them like close the distance, and start fighting hand to hand, and he's got fucking four dudes around him, but he's still somehow like blocking every <laughs> fucking strike. It's like, oh man, that that's what Batman is right there. Like, yeah, that that's what he should we should be seeing Batman do that all the time. In, yeah, exactly. In every single movie, he should be fighting like four or more dudes in close proximity at the same time. Yeah. It's so badass to see that.
1: Like I'm so willing to like get like completely throw out Bruce Wayne in the Batcave. Fucking get rid of it. I want to watch him fight people.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm here for. <laughs>
0: That's true. Joe, exactly. what were you going to say about this scene?
2: Um not just this scene just like action in general, I guess. Um Okay. I kind of lost where I was initially going to go but like I do love like the the hand to hand kind of stuff like the especially the divide between Batman scenes and like the Man of Steel like punching for a mile kind of stuff. Right. Um the the whole Doomsday scene did kind of feel like a like a video game cut scene but like that's just cuz it's so effects heavy yeah. um that it yeah. kind of stuck out to me and then I feel a little bad cuz Paul mentioned earlier something about people complaining about like the way batman moves through the scene um and like the physics of this movie did kind of like mess with me in some cases when they try to like apply like superman physics to batman like the the one thing that like always really gets me is when he gets superman with the wire and he's dragging him towards him and then he turns and superman just levitates and turns in a perfect arc i'm like well, he pulls
0: he pulls the the grapple on the gun so right. it starts pulling him and he swings it and then right. lets it go but the anchor's so, on
2: batman so so like it's just stiff and he goes <laughs> it's yeah. it just like yeah. in my head i was just like what the fuck because yeah, like I, it just I, I, yeah that see that Which, part like, of it nothing. is always like weird. Right. Like, yeah. I'm not saying but that like, part, part really of it's really always weird. Yeah. Right. No,
1: <laughs> I think it was just it's more the power of that armored suit that you're getting on display sure. there. Sure. And there I mean obviously there's no like explanation for any of that happening. <laughs> it's not like, "Oh, well you see the actuator in Batman's yeah. tricep. actually." Yeah. Well, but you don't need him. it. Like there's none of that. You don't yeah. need it. Yeah. It's just too fucking monsters beating yeah. the shit out of each other uh, I mean <laughs> they, they
3: probably didn't have to do that either like at that point like Superman was pretty beat the shit out of at that point yeah um, yeah and he was just kind of like driving the point home like more well more. that's
2: um another thing that I wanted to say like <laughs> to the and point more, of like and more, <laughs> and more, and more this is Batman who's like been through like 20 years of just shit. trauma and yeah. shit and like after I feel like the like killing and like not holding back kind of thing that most likely in my head came after Robin died like he mm-hmm. was just went mm-hmm. yeah, brutal yeah. I and, feel like, like
0: he just stopped giving a shit right Yeah, and yeah. like
2: I do kind of have a problem with like the branding thing cause that kind of for me it called back to Man of Steel where it's like you're just condemning us to death cause you won't do it yourself but it's like you just snapped all these yep. other guys next but you're gonna brand this guy <laughs> for like the mm-hmm. fucking joy of him getting beaten up in prison like yeah. you know, yeah. might as well just kill him
1: yeah, but wasn't there? And then, I, I think I don't. Then I don't remember what the specific. I don't remember what the specific wording was. What? But there was defi- They definitely like spoke about what the brand meant in jail. As they were transitioning from one scene to the other, like that guy gets brought in, yeah, and then the other guy, I think, in the wheelchair is like leaving yeah. jail. What? So they mentioned the brand thing. Well, yeah. well I think it. I think I it's
3: sm- uh, per- primarily to send a message to uh who
0: he's trying to look for
2: Yeah like right. a, a particularly um, heinous criminal yeah. Right
0: right Right and so, like, and plus that criminal was transferred from Gotham to Metropolis mm-hmm. which led right. to him getting killed Uh-huh Right If he was in Gotham he would have been fine but because Everybody's Lex got a brand pulled the strings to get him transferred Yeah that right. added fuel to mm-hmm. Clark's disdain for Batman. Exactly.
1: Yeah, because Clark is going, you, you fucking damn these yeah. people mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. You shouldn't do that because he's getting to, like, seeing the, how the two of them operate in this movie is the closest so far we've gotten to what we know Superman to be, Big Blue Boy Scout, yeah. and the, what we know Batman to be, Any Means Necessary. Yeah. Like that's the closest, this is the closest we've ever seen those two characters, obviously together, but, like, in any facet of them foiling one another. Okay. Right.
2: And then to your point about, like, wanting more of, like, the hand-to-hand kind of stuff, like, I'm fine with the John Wick stuff, like, that obviously, like, is gonna have to be a touchstone of any Batman movie, but, what like, what I really don't feel like we've seen enough of, um... And that I would want to see in the future is more of Batman as the detective, like getting in and investigating things. And like, it's a lot of it's always ends up being like his toys and like whatever gadgets he can like investigate the soil samples from. But I would like just like a cool noir detective story where it is kind of like it can be that science fictiony stuff. But I also want him to just like do some detective work and like puzzle something together. Yeah. Yeah, it's
1: it's the I think that is the most neglected part of Batman in every incarnation. Yeah, even of him like going back to going back to eighty nine
2: through even Adam West, like, um, there was no detective yeah. stuff. It was just kooky. Yeah. stuff. zany stuff. But, but yeah, but no, I I agree with
0: every
1: you. villain. Every villain mechanism has the name on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when, yeah. when you, the Batman ooze killing spray machine. When,
3: when you look at some <laughs> of the best comic books, though, um, I'm thinking in particular of le- some of the Legends of the Dark Knight from like out of the '90s. They're so heavily detective stories. It's like yeah. that's. It's almost all all uh, all he does. I can't think. Oh, you know, it's called uh, Gothic. Is the, okay. the mm-hmm, story that I'm mm-hmm. thinking of? Mm-hmm. It's awesome because he he's he has to track down this guy that's like never died, and there's all this like spooky shit, and there's a lot of investigating, and it's it's great. So I think I think Batman does shine for sure when you focus on the fact that he's like a detective. Yeah, yeah. and we do get that and a little bit. I just bit think
2: it's here, the hardest where, thing, like with um, yeah. But it's all the Bruce Wayne scenes, and that was yeah. Alfred's line yeah. of, like, Bruce Wayne got a lot more done than the Batman yeah. did. Yeah.
1: It, uh, I think it's the hardest thing to translate yeah. to film is to get yeah. that investigative without boring people and, because people will complain that nothing happened. And it
0: also has to do with tone of the film, and the film mm-hmm. was not, like a, like, a mystery thriller type thing, which yeah. I feel right. like the character would work well in that. Oh, kind yeah. Of,
2: yeah. Yeah, it it doesn't work in these team up movies, but yeah. but it
0: sucks cuz now we're like we're sharing screen time with Superman and yeah. Lois Lane and like right. it wasn't just a straight up Batman movie and I feel like a lot of people were expecting it to be when mm. it's not. It and it's not necessarily anyone's movie. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird thing about this because mm-hmm. it's not a solo story and it's not, and it's a, not team a team up. up. <laughs> and it's not an origin story. It's somewhere in between. Yeah. It's not an origin story.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's why I said it's just this weird middle spot that hasn't really been done before and people probably won't let anybody do it ever again. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if that's justified or not because we got a lot of cool information out of this. Yeah. The, the, the Batmobile scene that I mentioned earlier where he's pulling that car. Like the f- some of the fucking coolest Batmobile shit we've ever seen on film. Yeah. Like they let it; they just let it happen. You know, he wasn't like in some paramilitary thing jumping from rooftop to rooftop. <laughs> like this fucking Batmobile is legit, Which, and it's that got was machine great guns in and the like The
3: Dark Knight. Like they they yeah. fucking nailed that. They nailed it. Yeah. But yeah. But how do you fucking come off the tailcoats of that? Trying to do the same thing, yeah. you exactly. just don't. You don't
1: try. Yeah, yeah he just made. They just designed a Batmobile that functions for that character. Yeah. And I think that it was perfect in that regard. I love how it looks. Love how it looks, because mm-hmm. um, it fits that world so well. The
0: tumbler, right? No, no. Snyder. This one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the
1: Tumblr, obviously, the Tumblr, I think, like, that fit that character perfectly well, too. And the backstory of that machine mm-hmm. and, like, all that stuff, like, really fucking executed well in the Dark Knight trilogy. Yep. But, like Paul said, coming out of that, how do you do that again? You don't do that again. Yeah. You mm-hmm. You go to a, a roots thing and you kind of pull what you want from everything else that's existed previously. Mm-hmm. Well, that.
2: it's like what yeah. Paul said with, like, the Dark Knight trilogy had to exposit and explain everything and everything had to have a reason that they showed right. you. Whereas this movie, like from that opening credits, it's like, it's Batman, you know, like you already know this story. Right. We don't and have to it. tell you he has a cool yep. car. Let's right. go. Yeah. And and, <laughs> and it jumps through waterfalls and shit. And it's awesome. And not,
3: <laughs> not just that though. Like, and I know we, we probably shouldn't keep talking about dark Knight, but, um, that's sort of like what those movies set out to do specifically. Yeah, was, was right. to say. Well, yeah, it. was to say. Here's how Batman does what he does in this like right. very uh, grounded, grounded and realistic sort of universe. Um, but not every Batman story needs to do that. Not every Batman nope. story is meant to do that, and especially because, in my opinion,s because Christopher Nolan nailed it. I think there's less of a reason to do it in future movies.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, But I just because you, if you want that, you could go watch it. Exactly, it's there. I mean, so obviously their fight that you know we mentioned a a little bit ago, uh, the actual fight between Batman and Superman, some of the craziest fucking pulling out Batman pulling out every like he didn't show up there unprepared. He had like seven booby traps set up, and everything was well. Like, he knew how where the fight was gonna wind up, and how this was gonna go. He knew he was gonna get rocked in the fucking face a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, he was able to weaken Clark with those uh, kryptonite grenades, mm-hmm. which I thought was such a fucking cool concept. Yeah. when he shot it and he caught the one, you knew he like he knew he was gonna catch it because he's super fast. Like he knew that, but then he caught it. And he was like, gotcha. Because it fucking sprayed it in his (laughs) face. Like, and then you see Clark inhale it and then suddenly be like, perfect.
2: Yeah. So fucking perfect. Clark didn't even know about the kryptonite until this point, right?
1: No, he didn't even know it existed. He didn't even know it existed, which is why it's such a fuck (laughs) you. Well, I guess (laughs) he he, did know. He showed up there so blind because
2: of Lex. He he did
3: know it. He showed up there so
1: blind and unprepared.
3: That the... The uh, atmosphere of Krypton weakened it. Right, right, right. He but he, he didn't know there that. was this
2: radioactive rock that would do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because in like,
1: because Lex was clearly picking a winner in that fight. Yeah. Yeah. Like he wanted Bruce to have all of the time in the world because he knew if he had just enough time, he might be able to kill him. Mm-hmm. Um. And or Clark overcomes all that and kills Bruce. He did not expect the two of them. To stop fighting right. for any reason, right? Yeah, and and I just love that how that whole scene transpired, and then obviously, you get to the end of it. The one, the only thing anybody ever talks about out of that movie <laughs> is the Martha scene.
3: Wait, wait! Before you get to that, Joe, were you going to say something?
2: I was. It, you made me think about um, not to like completely backtrack a fucking half hour on us, but the in the nightmare dream yeah there's that box with the green light but at that point bruce in the real world doesn't know about kryptonite yet right right so like that that hints at like some magical portion of that dream right of it being which like i know there's like a cut in the trailer where there is like the the omega the like dark side symbol Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but i don't think that was ever in the cut but like no it was that
0: and i mean that omega symbol was in there right
2: but he, and i guess like the parademons are enough to like say like this is more than just a dream anyway but like <laughs> it it was like wild to me seeing that like the the green light in the box that's like weird because like dream batman knows that that's what he needs even though awake batman right. doesn't even so know right. what that is yet
0: so my my opinion on the nightmare scene is I don't think it was a dream necessarily that he was having but no, I think it was he a equated it to a dream cuz yeah. I think it was right. flash yeah. trying to show him somehow Okay. This is your potential future.
1: Right. But because he was don't too stop. early. Yeah.
0: Right. Well and it
3: may not even have been uh the flash doing that on purpose either. Like yeah. maybe it's some um, it's some kind of um uh, time side echo. effect. Yeah, to, to the flash like breaking through. Yeah, um, God, <laughs> that's even
1: fucking cooler, dude. Yeah, I mean, because I never, oh my I God. never
0: thought it was a dream necessarily. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: no, I, I never, I never thought it was a dream. I just think that that's what Bruce chalked it up to. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, I I have these crazy fucking dreams. Sometimes I levitate as a child. Sometimes a (laughs) giant-sized bat comes out of my mom's fucking crypt. Sometimes I see this future where there's this big Omega symbol for reasons I don't understand.
2: (laughs) And then I take Alexa Pro and I go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's
1: a long commercial for
0: fucking drugs. (laughs) All he took from that, though, was Superman's evil.
1: Yeah. Right,
0: (laughs) that's it. You took my world. Right, you know, and so clearly Lois has something to do with that. But I was also thinking, what if he's talking about Martha? In that, every boy's mother is their world, is what Lex said. Mm. Yep. Mm. So uh, that's just one way to look at it. Like
1: he did. I mean, they they alluded to the moms the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. and I think in that, I think in that (laughs) moment, more than anything. The negative reaction to that scene is people who've been reading comic books for 50 plus years, some less, some more, never realizing that their moms are named the same thing and being mad that Zack Snyder found it out first.
0: <laughs> I was literally sitting in the theater and I went, wait a yeah. minute.
1: Yeah, that's I their the name. Oh, that's funny. I was like, holy fuck, dude. Their moms are named the same thing. Yeah. The thing for me Muse... is. How has nobody ever mentioned that before?
2: Because <laughs> like it's. It's like a non star. It's like, oh, that's funny, whatever. But like, the thing in that scene that, like, it is a ridiculous reaction. It's like crazy. But like, the thought in my head watching it over again was just like, oh, this guy's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, he has a mental breakdown. Like, everything goes out the window because of that. And like, any normal human would be like, there's a lot of Marthas in the world. But Batman is super paranoid and crazy, so he loses. And it was it. his
0: father's last words. He was on the verge of betraying everything that that character represents, right. as far but as even, actually taking
1: a life. Even further than that, he's been studying Superman. He he didn't maybe he didn't re, like he didn't realize that Superman might have done. Back background on him, yeah. or, like or, or how Superman, do you, how do you know that I, name? Do you yeah. know who the fuck I am? <laughs>
3: how, how, well, how like do you, that how kind do you of know thing? Superman can't read his fucking mind, right? <laughs> you know, right? I mean, he can do almost anything else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um,
1: so Batman's like, just take that from the perspective of like the most paranoid guy on the planet. Yeah, yeah. And, and and I and also fight, think- going fucking fighting hand to hand an alien that he's never. <laughs> done that with before and (laughs) and then like then it says your mom's name and you're like (laughs) 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 how but also
0: couple it with the fact that it humanized superman too for him in his eyes the whole time he's like he's an alien he's an alien he's an alien yep oh he's got like a mom Mm -hmm. i had a mom And they both have the same name. And they're both Martha. And then the
2: issue for me from that is like, that's great. It humanizes him. It makes him question everything that he's doing. But then the next scene he goes and kills a bunch of guys. (laughs) He's not like, oh, maybe I should reconsider the way that I've been acting. He's just like, I'll reconsider this one instance, but everything else is par for the course.
1: Right. Well, because he says to Superman in what is probably the worst line in the movie, no marthas will die <laughs> wait is that what he says yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he says oh that. it was bad it was so cringy uh. so like there is plenty of criticism that you could actually hold accountable Yes. Yeah. but to laugh at the initial interaction without ever caring to pull any of the threads that they had been weaving together since the beginning of the movie annoys the fuck out of me annoys the fuck out of yeah. me that that's, like, well, the thing that that movie's known for is that scene.
3: Yeah. The, the, the way that I see it is this. Batman has been Batman for however many years in this movie. He's, 20 plus. He's gone up against many different supervillains that right. all have had... Who knows he's, who he's gone up against? Maybe he's gone up against fucking Poison Ivy. And Poison mm-hmm. Ivy has ridiculous fucking powers, Right.
2: Um, I thought you were gonna say her, name is, <laughs> 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 her and, name is Martha, <laughs> and her mom's name is Martha Eisley.
3: And now he's gotten to this point where it it seems like to him he's fighting this ultimate supervillain who has who can do anything,
4: yeah. Right? Yeah. So to we him,
3: don't know like, his limits. Yeah, and it, to his, so to him it's like I have to I have to do this. I have to end this. And then Superman, in one moment. Pierces his psyche. Yeah. Because that's that, uh, his parents dying was the genesis of Batman. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, it's not just the name, it's also everything that he's become up to that point.
1: Right.
0: You know? If someone says your mother's name, you immediately think of your mother. And if mm -hmm. something traumatic happened to you, that you based an entire portion of your life around two people yeah and yeah. they mention one of their names you're gonna have a reaction yeah
4: some
2: yeah. of us have mothers with really weird names so it's really <laughs> on point when someone says when someone says dorette and they're not talking about my mom i'm like what <laughs> 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 why did you say that name <laughs> <laughs> that's joe's immediate reaction <laughs> uh
0: any any final thoughts on BVS? <laughs> I feel like we gotta wrap it up. Uh, now. I would love to talk about this movie some more, but so oh yeah, one
2: other thought that I had was, um, which we can cut this if it's too long. But like with the file, um, do you? So do you think like Steppenwolf or Lex Luthor, either of them like create the Justice League because they have that file of them? And also Lex, like, hired a graphic designer to make logos for them and everything. Like, logos <laughs> for <everybody>. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, yeah, that's like intentionally there's no the, file on the Bat. And there's no file on Superman. Right. Yeah. So... Um, which
1: is all the more confusing. Right. Like, but, was that
2: all intentional to plant the seeds of, like, this is the Justice League. Go get them? Well, it could be... Yeah, that, I don't know what the fuck Lex's plan was with that. It goes in with
3: line with him, like, knowing shit before anything even happens. Yeah, like he kind of already knew who Batman was, and setting yeah. up, the, uh, you know, Clark and Bruce meeting each other and shit like that. It might be that I think that's kind of a weak argument, though. Um, I think it might just be as simple as he hired a graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I I think he was looking into them because
4: of he the
1: was Superman researching thing. metahumans. Right.
0: Yeah, and and I think Superman was the first step. Oh well, I got a weapon against him, but we're going to need weapons against these other people. Mm. Like, I think that was his original plan was to like go into creating weapons for the government to stop, kill meta other guys. Right. Right.
3: So so that makes
1: sense. And that would explain why there is no bat file. And that explains
0: why the suicide squad is born after this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cause that Um, was the plan. But no, that's, yeah, that's, I wish there were a a couple other like MacGuffin files too, though, even if it was like suicide squad files or stuff, but yeah, yeah.
0: but that goes back to the point of saying how that scene felt so disjointed yeah. if it was yeah. just a it's... screen with, with random file names and she would double click into one yeah, I don't think right. people and... would have as much of an issue but the fact that she opened up a file and there's folders <laughs> yeah. with like you... the Wonder Woman logo and stuff Yeah, I
1: think it, it also could be it also could be Lex seeks out Batman to try to kill Superman yeah and let's just say Superman kills Batman. Right. Lex has three other potential people to go to mm-hmm. to battle Superman next if necessary. Gotcha. Right. Which might be where why he actually is putting that together. Interesting. Because there's no other information about Wonder Woman other than her going to the ATM like three times <laughs> and that picture. Yeah. <laughs> right. So... He would have to then do research from 1918 or whatever year that was about what happened where that photo was taken. Um, and then you have what happens with Cyborg. And then you have Flash, actually four, Flash. And then you have Aquaman. Hmm. So, like... And I remember it leading up to this movie, all of the stuff about where everybody was finding the, the kryptonite was supposed to be, like, the allusion to Aquaman being in the movie because water. Right. Um, <laughs> but i think that i think that those files probably exist in lex's personal computer situation as next up if needed yeah against superman because he's just going to start he's just it seemed like he just wanted to fire metahumans at superman until one of them fucking took him down sure
0: but what else any any other final thoughts on the movie
1: i liked in the ultimate edition when Batman went to go collect the kryptonite because he was done fucking playing games, um, they show on the security footage, because yeah. it's not in the theatrical cut, the security footage of Batman dropping down and picking up that guard. Yeah, and, and, and once, <laughs> Like, it's once super again, quick.
3: Yeah, that's that's another great example of seeing Batman in action, but not knowing...
1: What he can do, you know, how the, he did
3: yeah, it. Yeah, how he planned to get there, how he, like, you know...
4: What, Cause you know, it's whatever. so
1: fucking, it's so fucking badass to me. Yeah, that Lex goes back to LexCorp, and all these ambulances and shit are there, and he's like, the door is fucking broken, and he's walking through, and you're kind of just mm-hmm. watching his reactions to everything. Shit's just broken and destroyed, and everywhere. then he gets to that fucking case that he had it in, and there's just a batarang in it. Yeah, like, fuck, <laughs> so fucking cool, yeah. and then to like why they cut out the five seconds it took to show that security footage, I'll never understand. Yeah. Because it's just another thing, like Paul said, of, like, how does he do it? Because his eyes were lit up. Yeah. So, like, was he in some sort of, like, night vision scenario or, like, whatever? Like, we have no idea. Mm -hmm. Like, detective mode or whatever the fuck from the Arkham games or some shit. (laughs) Like, that's cool as shit to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So, cutting that really did a disservice two people watching that movie. He's
3: supposed to be this frightening figure. Right. You know what I mean? And when you when you explain all of that uh, that away, he's not scary yeah. anymore.
1: At you all. Know? You're just like, "Oh, he's a dude."
3: And sometimes <laughs> it's far more effective to just see what he's left behind.
1: Mm-hmm. Than mm-hmm. see him
3: actually like, Fuck, execute.
4: Dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um I also we didn't really mention their costumes, but the bat suit in this movie might be my favorite of all time.
0: Oh, yeah. So I was going to say I that, actually. Fucking uh, love the look of it. Part of my final wrap up is going to say, like, Ben Affleck's portrayal of Batman pushed this movie over the top for me.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: I love the way that they shot all of his action scenes, the way that they portrayed the costume. I love yeah. It's my favorite uh, in any live action adaptation. Mm -hmm. um it just overall thoughts i think the movie was was great and i think it pairs really well with man of steel Mm -hmm. i understand most of the criticisms but if you haven't seen the ultimate edition of this film if you've only seen this movie in the theater one time and you didn't like it give the ultimate edition at least a view and Mm -hmm. watch it after watching man of steel because i feel like if you like took a little break in between those two films it it pairs so much better back to back than it does with any amount of time in between them
1: i agree with everything jordan just said yeah
0: it's
3: fucking badass i love it (laughs) i love the movie
2: yeah i think it does um it fares better being a follow-up to uh man of steel and if well we'll see next year if justice league is a good follow-up to this um it's Ooh. just frustrating <laughs> for me that the movie can't really stand on its own that well to me yeah um which yeah. I th- we've talked about it multiple times over the mm-hmm. past yeah. however long this ends up being but uh so yeah I, I do think it's okay and there are great things about it uh it just personally doesn't get there <laughs> fair yeah it's understandable
1: well they heard the bells and the bells cannot be unrung <laughs> so anyway uh this has we been... didn't mention anything about granny's sweet peach tea
2: or whatever the f- oh, well, yeah
0: good, we're better <laughs> yeah, off we, we don't need to <laughs> that was a really off. fucked up moment though <laughs> the whole thing
2: i mean the suicide bomb whatever but
0: <laughs> the way that they played that. Yeah. But regardless. Just piss in a mason jar. <laughs> let us know what you think about Granny's uh, sweet tea. <laughs> uh, you could always hit us up on social media at PopCannon. Don't forget the K. Uh, it stands for ketamine. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Why not Kryptonite? Because that would make way too much sense. Joe. Too much sense. Uh, it stands for
1: ketamine and we stand behind this. so <laughs> yes
0: follow us twitter instagram facebook at pop uh you could always subscribe on youtube and uh follow us on whatever uh podcast platforms you listen to yeah. uh if you would like you could follow us individually oh, for whatever yeah. reason uh you could find me on twitter and instagram at jl24fps
1: you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball.
3: Yeah, you can't find me. I always forget about that. I'm like, why do I let Paul go? <laughs> uh,
2: you can find me everywhere at Joe Broke.
0: All right. So uh, this has been BVS Dawn of Justice Doj. Ultimate Edition. Ultimate edition. <laughs> uh, my name is
1: Martha. <laughs> my name is Martha. I'm Martha. Why are you Martha? (laughs) Uh,
0: I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Paul. And I'm Joe. Thanks for listening and watching. Stay tuned very, very soon for more content coming your way from your boys at PopCan.